Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hope day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this November 30th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family owned full service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Tripoli, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us as always here as we uh, open up today's edition of the Sports Mix, a Wednesday and the last day of November in 2022. We talked about it yesterday. The year has just flown by, guys. One more That's month crazy. until 2023. Mm-hmm. Basketball season's here. It feels like it was just baseball season a few weeks ago, but it was months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it was about two months ago, technically, if you want to get into Major League Baseball season. I meant high school. Well, one month ago, if it well, was Major was about, League Baseball season. Well, no, we're missing December now. Yeah. So it's about two. Well, really, it was just this month, though. It ended, right? Yeah, like less than... World Series, yeah. You know. Yeah. They talk about October being the postseason, but it's really only, like, portion of the postseason. No, I think it was most of the postseason this year. I think the World Series ended, like, the 2nd or the 3rd of November. That could be. Uh, but uh, big news this morning is WVU has a... Well, is expected to make a move today. As uh, it's not official yet, the university, unless they've just come out moments ago, the university has not come out and done it. But it appears, according to sources, Sports Illustrated, Ross Dellinger, uh, he has posted on Twitter this morning that West Virginia is finalizing a contract, a deal to hire. Let me pull up the exact quote, so I'm not going to say anything wrong. Tire North Texas Athletic Director Ren Baker as the next AD, sources have told SI Now that at 10.06 this morning, well-respected Baker has been a deputy at Missouri and Memphis. His first task in eva- is evaluating Coach Neil Brown, who is 2020, or 22 and 25 in four years at the school. Ross goes on in another tweet and says, while the new, a- while new AD Ren Baker will evaluate Coach Neil Brown, the expectation is that the evaluation will come over the next year instead of a matter of days. The expectation is that Brown will remain the coach for the 2023 season. Colin, you're the Mountaineer fan here. How does what is your initial take on this hiring and the Neil Brown saga? Well, first with uh, Mr. Baker, on paper, it looks like a pretty solid get. I mean, six years at North Texas, their football program has really took <laughs> off during his six years there. Um, this year, they're playing in the conference championship game this week. Well, what conference are they in? Sunbelt, right? Now? No. <laughs> no. Conference USA. Ah, they they in conference, in conference USA. USA. Okay, I thought they The easiest well. conference to win the conference in this year. <laughs> well, if it was the easiest, maybe Marshall should have stayed and did it. No, because that's why they left. True. Uh, Marshall only won one, though. Exactly. They, if it was they so went easy, to a few. They did. But um, All right, back to this hiring. Uh, I was about to say, you were about to make a point. So well, if you go. wanted to continue on your point, Colin, you could. The biggest thing that I'm seeing, though, is that he's getting a lot of praise for how well he raises money, and that's something that they really want to emphasize 
from the athletic department now with NIL deals coming left and right for athletes. And earlier this week uh, on Hoppy Kircherville's show, Shane Lyons was on to talk about that situation and why he felt like it was one of the reasons why he was let go by WVU and Gordon Gee was the fact that uh, the department, because he said there was too much uh, red tape and lines that he didn't want to cross when it came to raising money with the athletic department and this, uh, I believe, Country Roads uh, fund or whatever. It's just the NIL fundraiser. It's the fundraising arm for NIL to be able, not necessarily fundraising, it's more of we're going to get pledges of businesses, really. Right, and they wanted the athletic department to be more involved in that, so it but seems that's like a, maybe that's a hard thing Baker, to do. they can. Yeah, but that's a hard thing for an AD to do because, you know, as, as Shane Lyons mentioned, there's, there's a lot of red tape that, because this NIL is so new, that you don't really know what you can and can't do until you do something and then you do it wrong and then you get in trouble for it. Right. So that was kind of his take on that. Uh, but one thing I think is, I mean, like I've personally seen it at Marshall with uh, hiring Christian Spears, you know, from the outside perspective about evaluating coaches and evaluating everything. Uh, I believe that's what they're doing this year with Marshall men's basketball head coach Dan D'Antoni before they probably let him ride off into the sunset if he's he having so a good chooses start to. to the year, though. He is, so but everybody knew around. coming in. But for West Virginia basketball, or excuse me, West Virginia football, West Virginia basketball is in a good place. I, I, that's not the point in here. The West Virginia football is not in a good place. Neil Brown, 22 and 25 in four seasons. Um, he just doesn't seem to have a grip of the program. You know, we've heard about players leaving the program early. Uh, a player that seemed to be a top recruit of his that mm. halfway through the year wasn't with the program. I don't know if it was a top recruit of his. I think the top recruits are still staying. It's the guys that were frustrated with playing time this year. But it's you an in-state guy, there. too. You still got Gallagher that's yeah, coming. But my point here is how many West Virginia football players in the last three weeks have said they are going into the portal? Way too many. lose guys and you're going to gain guys in that transfer well, portal. But it's there's not way, way too, too many, many guys that have gone. Another thing to note, too, it's about not the way portal too many. Is you've seen probably four. You can still come back, I believe, once you enter the portal. So yes, but you don't have your scholarship necessarily. Right. Your school has to grant you that scholarship back once you enter the portal. Your scholarship status is null and void, and then if you decide to come back, they can grant you another scholarship. In terms of this hire, um, you know, you look at what the football program at North Texas has done, and it's been up and down. So I don't know if the AD necessarily has an impact on the football program as much as we might want to think it too because obviously he's got to find a good coach but i mean north texas was really good in 17 18 and then haven't really repeated that since just finally got back to a winning record this year so uh we'll see in terms of finding the next head coach if they do decide to go in that route but either way i i it seems to typically be if you're bringing in a new athletic director the new football coach comes relatively quickly after that um now if they decide to wait a year on it or not that might be more of a money situation too uh but you know neil brown does he deserve one more year i I think that's fair potentially to see if he can do something especially because the big 12 is going to be weaker you know oklahoma and texas are leaving so i'll have a chance to potentially do a little bit more damage in this conference but uh Overall, too, you got to look at an AD as being hired for more than just 
I guess how, how they're going to do in terms of on the field. You know, he's got other responsibilities there. So um, we'll see how this works out. You know, I think culture and uh, just bringing money to the program, those are all big things that you look for in your athletic director as well as, you know, seeing the teams have success on the field. Colin, I've got this for you. Underhead coaches Rich Rodriguez, Bill Stewart, Dana Holgerson, the Mountaineers won at least nine games eight times in a 10-year stretch starting in 2002. Since they joined the Big 12 in 2012, they've only reached nine wins once in 2016. Just shows how tough of a conference it is compared to the Big East. Yes, but that also means that, uh, you know, maybe you need to bring in somebody that has – power five experience hiring power five coaches but how many of those people would be interested in coming to wvu that is true but then you also got to take a look at how like this is not me this is not me dissing wvu or anything this is me as the outsider perspective look at all these other schools in the big 12 it just is to me west i've always thought this even before i went to school at marshall when i was in living in virginia had nothing to do with West Virginia, just for everybody that's going to listen and going to complain about me saying this. I always thought West Virginia was always the outlier in yeah, it, the Big 12. It's true. They're the farthest ones away. Farthest ones away and just... Here soon with Cincinnati, I guess, joining the mix. UCF joining yeah. the mix. But I've just always thought that it was going to... It was sounds like the Big thing East. To do. Big East yeah. 2.0. <laughs> basically is with... I guess Texas and Oklahoma leaving. And to an extent. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a much different conference uh, from a football perspective, but it is what it is. I don't think that they would really be able to move anywhere, and I don't think that move is happening. It doesn't seem like it will. Yeah, I mean, PVU, I think the thought of them leaving the Big 12 is gone. Yeah. If they went anywhere, it would have been the ACC, but at this point, it doesn't seem like that's the direction because it, it, we haven't seen this big movement from the Big 12. Like uh, I think a few months ago, the thought process was that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, so then some schools are going to go to the Pac-12, and then like the Big 12 will just not exist anymore. But since it survived this kind of conference realignment, I don't think that's going to happen now. Do we have any contract things, I wonder? for this? Not yet, because it, no, it hasn't been, been announced. Signed, so It's just... All signs are pointing toward him being the, the next, next AD. Which... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what this contract looks like for him as AD and uh, how much of a leash he has on his contract. I think he'll have enough. I mean, you got to let the guy learn the job and learn West Virginia. He's from Oklahoma. He's been working in North Texas for the past six years. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, but that will do it for our first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Get Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, some prep sports here in the Mountain State. A uh, girls soccer player from Washington is signed to play in college, plus the Class AAA All-State Volleyball teams. That's next. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. My thoughts to bark like hounds, I focus on my breathing. 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons goal of financing for all. And Parsons famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Spencer Dupuy. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always as um, we get into kind of a prep sports talk here. We talked a lot about the Rams yesterday and uh, a lot of accolades being put out. But now uh, here's an accolade for uh, somebody else in Jefferson County, this being a Washington girls soccer player, Chloe Miller. Uh, She has signed to or committed to play at West Liberty as uh, in the soccer program there, which is pretty big for another, you know, an Eastern Panhandle athlete that uh, gets recognition. She uh, was named both EPAC and Region 2 Player of the Year. She also earned first-team All-State honors from the State Coach Association, guys. Yeah, congratulations to her. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty young team there at West Liberty that she'll be joining, so she'll have some opportunities, I would think, to uh, get some playing time and uh, – Definitely exciting to see Eastern Panhandle athletes continuing their careers. I agree. Good luck to her. All right. And uh, we got the All-State Volleyball. Me um, button. There we go. Sorry. I got, do we have to do this? Over? I mean, they could still hear it on radio, just yeah. not TV. Uh, but congrats to Chloe Miller from Washington. She uh, has uh, committed to play soccer 
at West Liberty after uh, being named first team all state as well as all EPAC and all Region 2 honors and played in the uh, North-South game a couple weeks back, the All-Star game in the state. Uh, though her team lost 3 nothing, it was a good event that she described it as. Uh, but now it's time to uh, talk some uh, All-State honors for volleyball. And Colin, you found this, so do you have the list? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. I didn't grab the link, unfortunately, but... It's led by the uh, captain of the Musselman Appleman, of course, and Hannah Howard making it. I believe it's on Metro News. So congratulations to her for getting that honor, leading the Class AAA All-State team after another successful state championship team being from Musselman High School. So here it is. I got it pulled up now. The first team, you had Hannah Howard, uh, Paige Richmond from Hedgesville was also on that list, just trying to quickly go through the local athletes. Ava Dunnigan, and for second team, let me see if there was anybody. Elena Harper got second team from Hedgesville, and I think that's it. But then there's a whole bunch of honorable mentions, so I'd have to take some time to try to scroll through those. But well-deserving for those female athletes in the area, both Musselman and Hedgesville getting the honors after a great season for the two of those programs. Yeah, great season as always for volleyball here in the Eastern Panhandle. Um, Guys, uh, we're going to get into basketball season here soon. We're finalizing our hoop schedule. Got a lot of entertaining contests between uh, teams in Jefferson County and teams in Berkeley County. Um, And then we'll start with our Shepherds slate uh, this Friday night for a doubleheader action. As always, men's and women's starts first, and then men's the nightcap. Uh, but high school basketball in the state, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, but while we wait kind of for that top 10 to come out for the preseason poll for uh, boys basketball, EPAC, you know, seemed a little different last year than it had in years past. But that just means there's more players that are becoming good on each team in the fold. Yeah, it's a pretty balanced uh, conference, and I would think, again, this year for the boys' side, uh, we should see that again. I think we might even see more balance because Jefferson lost two of its big pieces, and uh, Cam Johnson and Dayon Taylor, they both graduate, so they'll still be very good, but I don't think they're necessarily – like last year they were winning games by like 20, 30 points. I think they can still win games by 10, 15 sometimes, depending on who they're playing, but I think we'll see even – more competition with those teams uh musselman loses a lot from last year's team but still has you know a good program there so i'm sure they'll be competitive washington was young last year we'll see if they kind of take the next step spring mills and hedgesville i think enter with the most returning uh this year so there's a lot of excitement there and martinsburg's kind of like the wild card uh because they do lose a decent amount from last year they kind of had a disappointing season um, and they have a young core that they brought up on JV this year that we'll see how they kind of develop, and then some uh, experienced players returning, uh, such as Avion Blackwood and Aiden Jackson down low returns. So that's kind of a little outlook on, on the season from my perspective, and uh, I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really competitive year again in the EPAC, and um, 
you know, it's hard to pick a favorite right now, but yeah. I'd probably lean toward Hedgesville for me just because of experience that comes back there. And yeah, and Stefan Barkley to the fold. Um, I, I kind of wonder what this Musselman team is going to look like this year. They're definitely a team to wonder about because I feel like they have the least coming back. And they had a lot Still of success. Ray, they had a lot of Soft Hill. Adamas. He plays basketball. He, I thought he played basketball as well. I don't well. think so. No. If not, my apologies. No, I, I was just saying they songs. had a lot of guys obviously graduate last year, and it'll be interesting to see. And thinking um, of the plays football that got hurt see if he can come back oh wolston yeah see if yeah, uh, see if wolston will be able to play this year because that'd be a huge loss if he's you know going to be i thought out he the said he tore his achilles i thought that's what coach thomas told us but i could be wrong i don't know so I, so I don't, hopefully he can come back and play at some point this season because that's a big loss for uh for edges or excuse me for musselman uh but it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out this year i mean Obviously, we know Jefferson was really good last year. I'd like to see how Spring Mills even improves off their really good season last year. And then, uh, obviously, Hedgesville is just a very good program overall, and it kind of I feel like they always get overlooked. Yeah, but, I mean, pretty much everybody returns from last year. So. And you get an addition. And you add Barclay. I think Jefferson will still be very good, too. Yeah. I think yeah. Gladney will take a step up. Uh, Wyatt Shively. Or I'm sorry, Will Shively will be there, not Wyatt. I believe Wyatt was the one that graduated. Or drive that backwards. I think, I think Wyatt is the younger one. Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt is the younger yeah. one. So I was right the first graduated. time. So Wyatt Shively will be back there. Jane Gladney uh, returns. I'm trying to... They have uh, Jenkins, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got some good players returning there, and uh, they'll still be very good, too. Yeah, we'll have to uh, next week start... Uh, getting on the coaches on the show we'll we'll see how they can all get on the show we'll start with girls as they kind of start sooner than boys obviously because they end sooner than boys uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, according to the comments two other players transferred from Martinsburg to Edgesville who were they? I don't know that's just what yeah. Kathy Cloud informed us we knew about Stefan Barclay but did not know about the two other players so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that works out at Edgesville with playing time and, and things along those lines. And uh, they have the Pittsnoggle kid who comes up from JV to varsity. Yeah. yeah. Saw a little bit of uh, Hedgesville practice back when they were we were getting ready for Hedgesville Musselman volleyball. So I, we got a little preview of that, and you know, Coach Kelly Church has got that team ready to go. Yeah, as always, as he's you know very good coach that's uh, lasted a long time, along with head coach Dave Rogers. Uh, among other coaches in the EPAC that have that have coached around here for a long time. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just a appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk some college football, the new college football top four for uh, the college football playoff release last night. Uh, plus, a former NFL quarterback, ESPN analyst, uh, rumored, heavily rumored, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, to be the new head coach and a college football, after having no college football coaching experience. He coaches a private school in Tennessee, I believe. But uh, we'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. 
We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month. Tragically, lung cancer is the second most common cancer and the leading cause of cancer deaths worldwide. Don't miss WVU Medicine's Mini Med School online lecture presented by WVU Medicine pulmonologist Richard Catlett. Join us for a discussion on lung cancer from risk factors and symptoms to screenings and treatment options available at WVU Medicine. Tune into our Facebook page, WVU Medicine Berkeley and Jefferson Medical Centers, Tuesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a control force system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music, or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. Put decades of experience to work for you. Visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as the uh, new college football playoff rankings were released yesterday. And um, are we shocked? Not really, I guess you'd say. I'm not. I guess there were probably a few people that still maybe thought that there could be an argument that even though Ohio State lost, maybe you put them in over USC. Yeah, I think that's a valid argument uh, because Ohio State's loss was to Michigan, who's undefeated. USC's loss is to Utah, who has three losses. But also, if the score of those games, uh, you know, USC, I believe, only lost by one point. Yep. Uh, and obviously, Michigan pulled away late to beat Ohio State by multiple scores. So, um, you know, it, it's tough argument there. I, I could still see Ohio State being the team that you would put in over USC. But obviously the committee feels like USC's one loss was kind of a fluke. They're almost an undefeated team, so put them in. I know they've had some close games, though, in the Pac-12 to some disappointing teams, but Ohio State's done that as well. So it's tough there who you would put in. USC hasn't faced Michigan, so if you put them in, it's kind of looking at they haven't lost any of those teams ahead of them. I think it makes sense from that perspective. And but if USC this time in the conference championship can get a win over Utah because that's who they play again 
play a lot better than they did in the loss, I think you got to keep them in. Yeah, then, then they, they also have the conference championship. Get rid of that loss then with a win. So they were to lose again. Obviously, they'll be out. I've got a question for you guys. This is out of the top four, obviously, but it's in the top six. Why in the world? I mean, it's you're, we're gonna. It, the answer is SEC bias and Alabama bias. But why in the world is Alabama ranked above Tennessee? Tennessee beat Alabama on the field. Tennessee lost to South Carolina. Yeah. It's like that is a worse loss, I guess. Yeah, that is a worse loss than the two losses I think Alabama had. Even though, yes, one was to Tennessee. It was by a game-winning field goal, and the other was a two-point conversion in overtime. Yeah. Those are the two losses for Bama compared to Tennessee's two losses getting stomped by Georgia, who's the number one team in the nation, so that's understandable. But when you give up, even though South Carolina's been – hot the past two weeks 63 points to south carolina that that's a worse loss so that's why you got to do it that way and uh the quarterback is hurt for tennessee as well correct yeah so it's also the same reason but why is that a reason well i think it's who's the better team right now so without tennessee's quarterback you would you say alabama's the better team even though uh they did lose to tennessee that was weeks ago yeah, I, I guess so. Also, it's crazy these conference championship games. Nick, you you said it well before we got on the air, I believe, about uh, Purdue going in at eight and four. Uh, you have UNC at nine and three in their conference championship game. Uh, who else? What is it here? I was about to say. I think Utah all, nine and three, nine and three, Kansas State is nine it and all three, the top LSU. Four? All the top four, I believe, plays three plus lost teams in their conference championships. Yeah. Which when's the last time you could say that? Yeah, but Utah seven and two in the conference, so still, if that's a three an, loss team, right? Yeah, overall. Well, here we'll get some hypothetical talk. So if that's what I love, <laughs> hypothetical. If Utah somehow beats USC, uh-huh. does Ohio State get in? Yep, probably. And then what if LSU beats Georgia? They stay in. Yeah. The, yeah. th- that's what the hypothetical I wanted to get into was. So out of the four, top four right now, Georgia probably wins. They stay. If they lose, I still think they stay. But Michigan, if they somehow lost to Purdue, would they get bumped out? Yes or no? Then Ohio think State. So. I'm saying would you put in no as well. Exactly. It's almost like the top four is pretty much locked. Mm-hmm. The only team you have to worry about is mm-hmm. USC losing. TCU, you don't think if they lose to K-State that they wouldn't put Ohio oh, yeah. State in over them? But I don't think they're going to lose. But they might. I don't know. That's just an interesting hypothetical to add but here. Th- that's the fun ones. If you say yes or no between them losing this week, do they stay in? I think Georgia and Michigan are safe. And if TCU or USC were to lose? Then Ohio State probably gets in if they both were to lose. Yeah. That's when things get really mm, yeah. I know. <laughs> if you have more than one loss in that top four and we see Alabama in the playoffs, heads will explode. I think Alabama would get get in over USC. And I can't wait until they win out. <laughs> I'd cry. <God>. I'd cry. <laughs> I don't I – don't, yeah, This has be... been one of the better years of college football, though, I feel like, in a long time because we're right now in this top four, we have two teams that have never made the playoff in yeah. TCU and uh, USC. 
So I think that's interesting. We have Michigan and Georgia who are two and one. I mean, those teams have been in the playoff, but not as highly ranked as they are right now. So um, I think it's an interesting year. Georgia might have been one in the past, but you know, I think it's yes, it's it, it is a more balanced year. I feel different. like it, there's not a top four that's truly solidified yeah. right now, and it's not our typical Clemson. Bama, U.S. or not USC, Ohio State, and then somebody else. I mean, they're close. They're close, but they're not in. Exactly, yeah, not That's in. What makes it fun? They're not in, so they're not better. in. All right, uh, new coach has emerged for uh, UAB. Uh, that coach being a former NFL quarterback, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, I just thought this was interesting, um, just because you know former NFL quarterback, former ESPN a- analyst. Um, he used to have like a quarterback camp for Delphi. Elite 11, right? Yeah, the Elite 11. So, you know, he knows what he's doing as a coach, uh, I think, to an extent. I mean, he doesn't have college experience, but I think making the jump from high school to college is not too extreme. You could do a good job, especially being, you know, a well known coach and a guy that's worked with high school athletes before that can probably uh, has some connections to make some good recruiting. Um, so we'll see how that works out there. UAB. Will he wait? Will it all be wait to get done? Or will the contract and everything be wait? Will Will there be a wait for it to be announced? Because he still coaches at Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee. That team plays for a state championship on Thursday. I mean, I don't think it matters. He can still coach the state championship game and then leave. Yeah, no, yeah. but will, will he? Will we wait to hear it or will they announce it today or, or early tomorrow? Also, did you guys hear what UAB players have been doing? No. There was an open letter earlier in the day on Tuesday decrying their lack of input in the coaching search and arguing for interim Bryant Vincent to be named the program's full-time head coach. Interesting. So some turmoil already. Yeah, we know if you if you know anything about that program, that program lost their football program about eh. 10, 9, 10 years ago. And they came back. They got a new stadium in the last couple of years. Things really looking good in Birmingham for UAB. I believe they're changing conferences. Is that right, Nick? I don't know. Are they? I don't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, if I don't remember if UAB is or not. Well, There's been two matches. Yeah, they're going to the AAC after okay. this year. I thought they were leaving Conference USA. They're they're one of the teams that stayed through Conference USA. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Are there too many conferences? What happened to Bill Clark? He just like Bill Clark in. just resigned because he had back problems right by like June twenty fourth of twenty twenty two after seven seasons, which was he was a good coach. He was a good coach. He led them to a, what a conference championship game. Yep, conference championship like over Marshall. Right, they beat Marshall. You want to get into that? What? Are there too many conferences? Do you want to talk about too many, too many conferences? D1 schools. Do you want to talk about conferences or do you want to talk about your beloved World I Cup? I don't think there's too many conferences. There's only ten for Division One football. But is there, I feel like there's too many teams, maybe. I still feel like that you need to split like an FBS and FCS, honestly. You already have. So you give those non-Power 5, ultimately Power 4, a chance at a national championship in some sort. Well, aren't they moving the college football playoff to eight teams? Yeah. Twelve, I think. Twelve teams. Still. Well, is it enough? Let me see. Do I still have this up? So if it, was the, if it was the 12 teams right now. You'd still only have power five teams getting in. Exactly. 
I think for money reasons, I think the closest team that's these not programs alive, Power Five, would need it to stay the way yeah. it is. The closest non-Power Five in the college football playoff rankings, believe, would be number eighteen, the Tulane Green Wave, and then yeah. UCF at twenty-two. But they're going to move to Power Five, right? Technically, if you're still going to count the Big Twelve as Power Five after they lose, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I still you count think that. You do over. Pac-12. But really, maybe. what is... I don't know. It's really more like... Pac-12 is about to lose It's really USC, the SEC. CLA. And then you have... The SEC, Big Ten. Kind of, yeah, but is the Big Ten really that great when you look outside of Ohio State and Michigan? No. I mean, you could say the same thing about the ACC. It's like Rutgers. Again, Why is Rutgers have in have a team conference? in the playoff this year, but yet the Big 12 still will. Maybe. Until they Most lose. likely. All right. You, you said want, they won't lose. Are we talking more? Well, now I'm now? changing my mind. Okay. Now you're changing your mind. All right, we got a lot of hypotheticals. We have a lot of days to talk about hypothetical stuff. But we don't have a lot of days to talk about America in the World Cup getting a win over Iran 1-0 yesterday. Iran. Iran. Yeah, I was told that Iran It's actually is pronounced incorrect. eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, to get the 1-0 today to move on in the World Cup. Uh, how do you pronounce the guy? That- Pulisic. 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 Who scored the goal and then got injured. Yeah, American hero. And then he tweeted something really He's funny. He's from Hershey. Oh, he yeah. tweeted something really funny. Did you see his tweet? Or maybe I it was saw his, his Snapchat. Maybe it was his Snapchat or Instagram. Which had an uh, explicit yes. word that we can use That's what I thought it was funny. Uh, but they get the win 1-0. They're headed to play on Saturday, right? Yes, Colin? they get to play the Dutch on Saturday. After eight long years of not being in the World Cup, they... Advance out of the group, so happy for the United States men's national team. Uh, it's always fun, even people that don't typically watch soccer, sometimes, if you are intrigued, because it's the United States will join in and cheer them on. So getting a win, finally, the first time in a long time since the other two were draws to advance out of a pretty tough group. I mean, maybe not the toughest group, but you got England in there, Wales, and then Iran, who was not a bad team at all. Iran was about a foot away from tying it up in the, I believe, like 98th minute and knocking the U.S. out. So, Yeah, it was definitely, you know, a, a good win and a way to advance. And we'll see what they can do. I think they have a chance to win, at least in this first round, and we'll see if they can go on a run. Obviously, I don't think the United States will win the World Cup, but that'd be... Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. Be I don't the know when the last Christmas time. miracle. Hey, and then uh, Jesus Christ's birth. Then uh, America would two. get all that Budweiser. That's true too. And they what other do- country other than America wants all that Budweiser? How, where are they going? How are they going to disperse that? They'd find a way. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how they disperse the beer in this big of a country. Is it free, or is it just put up for sale in that country? I, don't I know, wonder. That's a good yeah. question. They're just sending it to that country. Exactly. I haven't really heard details, but where would you go to get this? They'd probably put it in stores. They, it's you'd have to sell it. They yeah. wouldn't give it away for free. You just—that's just what you said a minute ago. Eh. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if that happens. Uh, but we'll wrap up our World Cup talk here as we uh, get ready to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. But we'll have one final segment for you. The segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. 
at HagerstownFord.com or HancockChevy.com also at Hancock Chevy. Did they do the same thing? Owned by the same people. That'll do for this segment of the Sports Mix. Back in two minutes to wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click on it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TVN. Mantha coming across with Strom and lining it up for Ovechkin. He scores! Alex Ovechkin scores his second goal of the game and his 13th of the season. It's nothing. Washington. That is the 403rd career road goal for him. He tied it earlier. He passes it now. The most road goals in National Hockey League history. Alex Ovechkin at 403, and he's not done by a long shot. Yeah, he's not done by a long shot, and he, uh, he's got like 103 more goals now that he needs. I believe that was 792. I think it's 793. Maybe it was 793. I believe the first one was 792. That one was 793. You're right. But uh, he does pass the great one with 403 goals on the road. And as you heard John John Walton last night from the Capitals Radio Network, he is far from done. And the Capitals get a big 5-1 win, beat the Canucks at Roger Arena. They improved a 1-1 on their season-high six-game road trip. Alex Ovechkin scores twice. Anthony Mantha had a goal and assist, and John Carlson and Matthew Faravari had goals. Um, Caps have now won, earned their third win in their last four games overall, and as you just, as I just said, Ovechkin established a new NHL record with his four, third career goal on the road. Wayne Gretzky held the previous mark at 402. Colin is right. None. 
793 overall goals for his NHL career, which means he needs 100 and is it 102? Is it 890? I'd have to double check. I think it's 894. Okay. I think 894 sounds about right to me. So he needs 102 goals to break it. His 13th on the year, and we're here just at the end of November. He's got 13 goals in what a month and a half. Yeah, the team as a whole looked good last night, and yeah. it's about time. Darcy but. Kemper, uh, 31 saves. He extended his personal winning streak to three games. I mean, the Caps, <laughs> this could be a turnaround for the Caps. What is a Canuck? I don't know, but former Caps head coach Bruce like Boudreau, Bruce Boudreau at the helm. It's a Canadian. It sounds like a Canadian duck, a Canuck. Maybe that's what they combined it with. You think? I, I don't, don't know. know. Then that'd be up. two teams that are ducks in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's a nickname for a Canadian since they already had the Montreal Canadiens. They, they need to get the more creative names. I guess they do. But the Caps now 10-11-3 on the season. And, uh, you know, that was about a game about even with their opponent as the Canucks came into the game at 9-10-3, now have 11 losses on the season. Uh, the Caps tomorrow got to go to Seattle. So they got to go from Vancouver down to Seattle to play the Kraken. That's a 10 p.m. game tomorrow. Uh, and then Saturday, they'll be in Calgary, so back up north of the border for a 10 p.m. contest against the Flames. Uh, but this, uh, this could be the time the Caps start to make their move. I was right, by the way. It's just a nickname for a Canadian. Hmm. Interesting. But, uh, Colin, Caps could be making a move here in the in the positive. Yeah, I mean, right now on the road, uh, I was tuned into the game even though it was a 10 p.m. putt puck drop uh, for a little bit last night. And Wait, Colin was awake after 10 p.m.? I know. I hate it because <laughs> <But laughs> I get tired when I have to get up and come here. But back to the Capitals, they had a lot of team bonding lately because of the struggles. That's really what they wanted to concentrate on during this road trip out on the West Coast, having to be in a hotel with one another, is trying to get that team chemistry down. And hopefully with that comes continued success. A 5-1 win is a great start to that success. And the Capitals, still an old team, still an injured team, but they need to get hot. Yeah, they really do need to get hot. And I hope this could be the start of them you know, finding a streak. It's going to be hard on this road swing that they got four more road games mm-hmm. to go. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully they can make some things happen because it would be really good to see them make an upswing because they're not in the even in the division. They're not looking good right now. They're what sixth in the division right now. Rangers, Penguins, Hurricane Hurricanes, <laughs> Islanders and Devils all in front of them. The Devils are leading the division. Um Where's the points with 36? So there's a 13 or 15 point differential between the top and where the Capitals are. Um, but, uh, you know, with the win tomorrow night and to seeing where the Rangers could go, they'd move up to 25 points and they'd get right there to move up potentially a spot. And then, uh, you know, there's only six point difference between them and the Hurricanes at 29 in the division. It's about to say, now we know that Spencer's been in the state of West Virginia for too long saying Hurricane instead of Hurricanes now because of the... Well, we were also down, down that yeah, way last Canada week. Canada has two teams uh-huh. with the same name, essentially. Yeah. Two names yeah. that mean the same thing. Yeah. That's, that's the real issue here. <laughs> 
Can they change their name, the Vancouver Canucks? Should they just go Whales? Since that's or the Grizzlies, <laughs> like they, the basketball team. Just change oh it gosh, I don't know. Vancouver Grizzlies hockey edition. Get the Supersonics. <laughs> Vancouver <laughs> Supersonics. Vancouver Supersonics. I like it. It's better than Canucks. I don't know. I All think right. Canucks is cooler than Canadians. Montreal Maple Leafs. Uh, that sounds better than Toronto. Just change all the Canadian names. <laughs> Make the them all M. switch around. Which one has to drop it? Toronto Canadians. Toronto Canadians. Maple, Maple Leafs now. <laughs> and Vancouver. What's Vancouver doing? Grizzlies. What are they doing? Grizzlies. They just have to change, and then the other two teams have to swap. What about Ottawa? Do you like the Senators? No. When I think of Senators, I think of Washington, D.C. Should it be the Ottawa Canucks? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, a not so much hockey guy, trying to put teams? his input in on hockey. This is this is actually funny. This is a good it segment because Nick doesn't know a lot we about hockey. Hot takes today. He, yeah, Nick Rob doesn't said. know this a lot a about take. hockey. He knows about the Capitals, the Penguins, and that's the Hershey it. Bears. The Hershey Bears, yeah, yeah, yeah went to one of their games about fifteen years ago. And that's probably about that's probably about Nick's knowledge of hockey at the moment. But uh, there's no other teams, right, in Canada. Besides, I don't think we besides in the AHL, maybe the yeah. Senators, the Canadians. Oh, you're forgetting one team. Oh, Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg the Jets. Jets. The Jets. They can't have the Jets. They can't have the, the, the New Jets. York Jets. The Winnipeg team that moved winners. from they moved from Atlanta. Winnipeg winners. They were the Atlanta Ooh. Thrashers. What if they lose though? They get they, so much hate on very social good, media. Are they? No. Yeah. No, they're not. They were. They've the never Wales. really been good because they were the Atlanta Thrashers. I thought. No, you wanted them to be the Grizzlies. So. Yeah, they get the whales. Yeah, get the W <laughs> W double W. That's kind of hard to say. The Winnipeg Whales. A, a quadruple U <laughs> instead of a <laughs> double W. Quadruple U. All right, Wizards back in action tonight. You can hear their game uh, at seven thirty, seven fifteen pregame with Dave Johnson from the Wizards Radio Network. Eleven and ten on the year, facing the eleven and eleven Brooklyn Nets. What do we think about this game tonight? The Wizards win. KD versus KP. Yes. KD uh, should have came to Washington. Yes. High in sight is 2020. He would have been great. Would have lost to LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> when, he was still in the the, when he was still in the East. Yeah. Now he would be in the Finals with John Wall still leading the charge at point guard. Because he never would have got hurt. Right. Okay, okay. Because KD would have kept More hypotheticals. All right, Wizards yeah. favored plus 170. Or no, they're actually not favored. They're against the I was about to spread. say plus means they're not favored. I know. The Nets are favored by five and a half. Well, put money on the Wizards tonight. Colin, you put money on the Wizards tonight? I'm not. I'm telling people to. You should. And then as a thank you, give me that money. Is it in Washington? No. If it's in Washington... Brooklyn a... doesn't have a fan base, though, because everybody in New York reads for the Knicks, so it might as well be in Washington. They're going to take over the Barclays Center. <laughs> Hammer the Wizards. Hammer the Wizards. Okay, yeah, why not? Uh, what do we... What do we think, Colin? You think Porzingis, thirty points this time. He had a career high the other day. He goes for thirty. Beal goes for twenty-nine. Rui Hachimura is still out for the Wizards by five tonight. Colin, Rui's right always hurt. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for this edition <laughs> of. <laughs> that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, tonight from 6 to 7 p.m., the final Touchdown City Show 
as we'll recap the West Virginia Mountaineer season. And uh, they'll talk probably about their basketball show they're coming out with. We'll get more details about that, I guess, in the coming days. That'll start being aired on the station. And then 7.15 pregame shows the Wizards at the net tonight 7 30 tip off but uh that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix for colin nick i'm spencer saying so long we'll talk to you tomorrow